This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're talking real money. Hey, everybody. Don here. Welcome to another podcast. Hope you had a great Christmas slash Hanukkah. And thanks for tuning in to, uh, again, another short week because somebody threw a holiday in the middle of the week. So uh, we're, we're a little off. We'll be back to normal come January. So we've got today. Then tomorrow, I've got something from Tom. And then Wednesday, Happy New Year. And then Thursday, I'll be back in Florida because uh, I'm in New York right now, and uh, we'll go from there. So thanks for listening. Please tell a friend or two or ten or a thousand about the podcast because the more the merrier. It doesn't, you know, you can share this. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you have questions, you can call anytime to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And also, you can send questions in via Talking Real Money. Just go to the website, hit the contact form, and we'll take them that way. We like taking them both ways. Today, we've got a couple of calls, and I want to start with a story I read, I think it was probably a couple of weeks ago, a week or so ago in the Wall Street Journal. And it isn't the story itself that is of particular interest. It's what it represents. Story was about lending. About lending in the uh, used car business where used car dealers are inflating people's incomes to... uh, get them into cars they really can't afford. And in many cases, these loans get resold. Now, I'm not saying that the ones they're talking about in this article got resold, but this does happen. And it is reminiscent of what happened in the mortgage industry a little over a decade ago, where people push the envelope they would uh, they 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 did things they shouldn't have done to make notes figuring that you know there's somebody out there who'll take care of it and these get got sold off to investors eventually and these investors lost a lot of money in these collateralized mortgage obligations well now it's it's these debt obligations that are based on consumer loans and car loans and they're getting repackaged and they're getting put into portfolios as what are called alternative lending funds Now, a lot of the firms that that we've worked with, the advisory firms that we respect, um, have been convinced that these have a place in a portfolio. And they're convinced based on some data, but not the kind of data that I think is robust enough to pay attention to. But they're also, you have to understand, they're also trying to make themselves seem more valuable to their clients. So a lot of the firms that think similarly to us have been using this kind of product, funds like Lendex, which is a Stone Ridge alternative lending fund. And while I've had an issue with them because of their ridiculously high fees, and some of the apologists for these high fees are just, I, I it seems like they're they're doing anything they can 
to convince you that these are good for you. The Lendex Fund has fees that are just under 2% per year. That's just outrageous. We won't use the fund. The expense ratio is ridiculous. And they say, well, you're getting more assets because they borrow money to buy these notes. Well, wait, doesn't leverage increase the risk if things go bad? Yeah, it's good if things go up, but what if they go down? So they say you're buying more assets, so your fees are lower. They're still really high. But here's the other concern I have about these alternative lending products. And I can't prove that this is going to happen. You can never prove these things. But the reality is that anytime something is complicated, complex, special, and expensive, there's a lot more room for manipulation, for things that where the, the outcomes are, are, are less certain. I mean, when you buy stocks, it's pretty simple. You're buying a piece of a company. When you buy a lot of stocks or you buy all the stocks out there, you're buying a piece of the global economy. When you're buying loans, you really don't know. No matter how good your research is and your due diligence, you don't know you're going to get repaid. You don't. With stocks, you don't know that the companies are going to survive, but you can be pretty confident that the global economy will. If you're buying bonds and they're backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, Sure, something could happen, but the risk of it happening is quite low. You're probably going to get paid back. With car loans and consumer loans, today the economy's good, sure. But what happens when it isn't? And that's my worry. So these, if someone pitches you these products, you need to be skeptical. And you also need to be concerned about the high expenses, no matter what they tell you. Remember, a lot of, a lot of times people will have a little song and dance they give you because they're trying to make the sale. It's business. They're trying to compete and they're trying to get you to work with them. And I just think it's better to keep it simple and better to keep it cheap. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And we've got a couple of calls for you. Let's start with this one. Hey, Don, I need your advice. Uh, nine years ago, I was calling into buying annuities. I invested five hundred uh, for forty-five thousand into it, and now, right now, it is six thousand five hundred fifty thousand. Uh, if I surrender right now, uh, I will have to pay uh, five thousand eight hundred forty-one dollars. And invest money into the uh, Vanguard, some of the mutual funds. Uh, I calculated in nine years, I only made uh, 1.2% on my money, which is just nothing. So if I surrender uh, and uh, I'll have to pay, come up with a, a three quarter of uh, uh, total cost. So should I? Surrender my policy and invest money in uh, with Vanguard or not. I need your advice. Thank you. Well, I'm sure that everybody who listens knows what I think of annuities. Now, what yours sounds like is a variable annuity. I'm guessing that's what it is. Uh, you've got enough time into it that your surrender charge is quite, quite low. Um, 
your returns over that period of time have been pretty bad, which leads me to believe that the variable annuity is invested in very conservative products, either that or they're just bad at picking funds. Uh, the expenses of a variable, a variable annuities pretty much across the board run high. So one of the things I like to tell variable annuity owners is, yeah, you got a surrender charge, but trust me, they're getting that back through higher fees. So you, you're either going to pay it now or you're going to pay it later. So sometimes it's better to just take your losses, move your money and start working better from there. So since you have almost no surrender charge, my suggestion would be move it to Vanguard and take that $5,800 hit. It's just not that bad. It's just really not bad at all. And your returns have been pretty pathetic. But again, you might have similarly pathetic returns. Just you won't have as much as, an, as much in expenses as you will with uh, with an annuity if you go to Vanguard. That'll help. 855-935-TALK. That's the phone number. Or you can send in your questions at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just hit the contact form. You can also find lots of other great stuff at TalkingRealMoney.com, including educational videos, tons and tons of podcasts, lots of great information. Uh, you can even set up an appointment to talk with an advisor. And as we keep telling you, Unlike other firms, if you set up an appointment to talk with one of our advisors about something, you don't get pitched. You don't get a sales pitch or sales pressure. We believe in helping people. Sure, we want people to become clients, but we're not going to push you into doing that. But we will help everybody. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 855-935-TALK to get your questions answered. And let's do one more before the year ends. Hi, my son is graduating from college soon and will be earning about 65000 a year. Uh, he has a question about which retirement plan he should uh, invest in. He has the option of a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k. And he will also receive a 4% match from his employer. But he wanted to know which he should go. He is also 25 years old. Thank you. Well, we're talking about a young person. We're talking about a young person in a low tax bracket. Current tax rates, I mean, <laughs> with the standard deduction, his tax rate is like 6%. It's really low. So there's negligible benefit to the regular Roth 401k, which offers a current tax advantage in terms of deductibility, but it offers a tax disadvantage at the end in the form of a, re a required minimum distribution or RMD. You have to start taking money out at 72. So you get a break today, but you pay it back later. And given the fact this is a young person who's going to be a great saver and a great investor, Odds are good that he's going to be in a higher tax bracket when he retires than he is today, which means that tax-free growth is going to be incredibly valuable, not just for the tax-free nature of that growth over all the time, but for the flexibility it provides when you get to retirement. You don't have to start taking money out of it if you don't need to. You can let it continue to grow tax-free for literally ever. And uh, that's a nice benefit. So I would go at this point in life, with 100% in 
in the Roth 401k and go to 401411.com to look up the plan. We may already have his plan there. And if not, you can send us the plan and we'll look it over and give you some suggestions and everybody else in that plan as to how they might want to allocate it, depending on whether they're a conservative or a moderate risk or a higher risk investor. Kind of helpful. And once again, um, I am not going to be here tomorrow. Tom will be doing the podcast tomorrow. And so, therefore, I want to wish you all a wonderful new year. Get your plans together for the coming year. If you need a little help, go to TalkingRealMoney.com or visit us at RealInvestingJournal.com for a lot of articles. But we've got help all kinds of places. And if you're ready to start planning for a better future, even if it's just one meeting, you might want to visit with one of our fiduciary advisors at Vestry, and you can do that by going online to TalkingRealMoney.com and setting up an appointment. It's just super simple, easy, and we will uh, help with almost anything with no high-pressure sales pitch. Again, the number, 855-935-TALK, anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for your questions. Thanks for listening. Have a great new year. Talk to you soon in 2020, pretty soon. I'm Don McDonald. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?